0: We're here Friday night. You'll just have to buy the tape, C D, whatever it is they're selling. So you can get your brain on. It's not just some catchphrase or some cute little line. <clears throat> Let me do my salutations. It's good to be in Christian Life Tabernacle again. Great to have been with you this weekend. It's good to be with all the members of this church, whoever you may be, and to all of our guests. We're glad you're here. God wants to do something in every single life in this room. Hallelujah. Well, he found one waving their hand hallelujah and i know you meant it whether you waved your hand or not but praise god good to be brother and sister fishburn elder (laughs) hallelujah not older just elder just elder god bless y'all love you amen and good to be with pastor and sister fishburn their family isaiah ezekiel Selah. Selah looked at me today <clears throat> it's been two years since i was here and she gave me several hugs then one just almost she didn't realize what she was doing and then she had a little friend there she's trying to prove to her friend that it can be done Now, I've gotten too big to hug myself. My arms aren't long enough to go all the way around, so I need, so. Then I found a sweet, loving lady. She'll give me all kinds of hugs. She's always hugging me twice. I don't know if that's because she likes hugging me, or if I'm so big, she has to hug me twice to get in one. Sister Nancy, I love you. Glad you're here. Hallelujah. Praise God. I do appreciate, Pastor, the hotel accommodations, the meals, the basket, hospitality is excellent. Y'all have a great pastor. I hope this sounds right. He loves preaching and he loves preachers. You have a fine preacher. He's preached in my home church and uh, blessed the congregation there more than once. And you are honored. And I pray that you will act like you're honored. Amen. And don't try to beat the living daylights out of him. Hallelujah. God doesn't need you to try his man. He's doing a fine job without your help. If he needs any assistance, he'll call on the devil. He won't call on the saints. And while I'm at it, he won't call on a pastor to try you. He's called a pastor to lead so you'll follow, feed so you'll swallow, and protect you so you'll get out of your shallow. So his responsibility is to lead, feed, and protect. Your responsibility is to follow, feed, and go deeper in God. Amen. So glad to be here. Going to the Word of God, famous, familiar, very familiar verse of Scripture. Genesis chapter 1. Anybody remember that? You were here Friday night. Anybody remember Genesis 1 and 1? Those of you who weren't here Friday night, this would be a brand new verse to you. Tongue in cheek, of course, I just said that. Now, you will not, if you were not here Friday night, you will not get the prelude to the lewd. We're going to be doing the lewd tonight, not L-E-W-D, L-U-D-E. We're going to do it the mother lobe tonight. But. You do have to switch on your brain if you're going to get what I'm going to be saying tonight. Proverbs says, in all your getting, everybody say getting, get understanding. You got to get this tonight. Or you're going to keep wallowing around in your shallow. You're going to keep asking your pastor and God, what's going on? Amen. In the beginning, God. You can put a period right there if you want to. I wouldn't. You're not going to be doing disservice changing the Word of God because the Hebrew and the Greek does not have any punctuation. And remember, God didn't give us Genesis 1 and 1. Man gave us Genesis 1 and 1. And thankfully they did. So it makes a little bit more flowing uh, graspability. There's no such word, but there is now. I just made it up. But in the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. It's almost like there's three verses right there. In the beginning, God, period. In the beginning, God created, period. Period. In the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth, period. I don't know if I'm going to be able to help you tonight, because I don't know how far on your brain is. But God, His Word says, a day with the Lord is a thousand years, a thousand years, but one day. So in essence, we're still in the beginning. As long as you're alive, you're still beginning. If you quit beginning, there's only one thing left for you. Dearly beloved, we're gathered here today to pay our final respects to this ending. In between, I don't want to just leave a little hyphen on my epitaph on the gravestone. I want it to be powerful. You may be seated. God bless you. <clears throat> Hallelujah. Oh, cool. <laughs> a Game Boy. I wouldn't want to play it if it was. <laughs> I'd allow it to get the wrong channel, and we'd all be in trouble. That's me. I'd preach forever if I had one of those up to the side. You know, I had a Bible here, notes here, notes here. You know what I mean? Romans chapter 12 and verse 2 says, Be not conformed to this world. Now, immediately when we read that, immediately we go to holiness and standards and rules and regulations. And I love standards. I love rules. I love regulations. Read Psalms 119 and 9 and you'll discover how much you should love God's rules and regulations and guidelines. He repeatedly said, I love your commandments, I love your judgments, I love your law, I love your word. I, I want to adhere to it, I want to obey it, I-, 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 I hunger for it. But he said, don't be conformed to this world. There's a lot more to this world than just carnality and sin, the, the-, the world is dumbing us down. But he said, be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind." Turn to your neighbor and say, you need to get your mind turned on. We're letting our brains run our life. And sin and the devil and man is dumbing us down. They don't want you to turn your brain on. They want you to use these gadgets so you don't have to think. They want you to watch television. I'm not preaching it's television, but they want you to watch television so you can go brain dead. And let all their advertisements think for you and tell you what to buy and when to buy it and buy it quick. Because today is the last day. There'll be no lower price than this until we can come back tomorrow and give you an even lower price than this. And on and on the list goes. And why do we want to switch on our brains? So that we may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Switch on your brain. In the beginning, God, all by himself. He was so sovereign and self-sufficient and self-contained, all by himself he created the heaven and the earth. In this short verse to open the Bible, the author takes the reader back before time. Back into the unfathomable, that's a tough word for even me to say, back before time. He reaches into the eternities. And said, in the beginning. If you're going to do in the beginning, you have to be there before the beginning. And I know the author wasn't, but yet, even though language fails him, he still seeks to suggest the state of things before time was. God created the heaven and the earth. I'm not going to get an argument or discussion about what happened between verses 1 and 2. Some believe something happened. Some don't know if anything happened. Some say nothing happened. Some just, you know, just their brain dead. Their brain's not on. So they don't think about it. He gives no hint of a tangible date for this beginning. His account reaches back into the time before the dating of events. The sublime certainty of revelation in the beginning God. That's a revelation. Everybody say, that's a revelation. Come on, switch on your brain. In the beginning God created. He doesn't prove that He existed. He doesn't defend that He is God. He just says, in the beginning God. The certainty of this revelation is based on this mighty assertion that in the beginning God. Believe it or don't believe it. In the beginning, God. I'm preaching tonight bigger than all our problems. Bigger than all your problems, my problems, their problems. All of our problems put into one item called a problem. All of them combined. God is bigger than all our problems. The writer establishes unequivocally that God created it all. There's nothing more astounding to me, and really there's nothing more astounding at all, that could be declared than in the beginning, God. Well, I believe the oneness of God. Well, okay, in the beginning, God. What did I just say? Switch on your brain and you'll understand in the beginning was the oneness of God. I've only found in the Bible one eternal doctrine and that is our God is one. You see, God is the creator of all things. Shout amen. Now, this is, this is a great night for shouting and hollering amen. Preach it, brother. Go for broke. Let her rip, tater chip. John 1 and 3, all things. Somebody shout all things. Anytime you want to shout and repeat what I'm saying, that's got your brain turned on. How do I turn my brain on? You get your mind active. God didn't call you to be a, not on the side of a sourdough pickle. He called you to think. <laughs> we come to church, we turn our brain off. Well, we probably didn't have it on, anyways. But he says, All things were made by him, God. And without him, God was not anything made that was made. You see the word Elohim, everybody say Elohim, is the usual word for God in the Hebrew language, the Aramaic language, and the Arabic language. And it's actually a plural in form, but it is used with a verb, Elohim, in the singular Perhaps the plural would be best explained as indicating plentitude of might, exceptional dignity, or unlimited greatness, or the plural of majesty. But never, everybody shout never. Is your brain on now? Come on, is your brain on? Shout never. Is it used a plurality of persons? never plurality in aramaic hebrew or arabic does not speak of plurality of persons ever let's let let's let scripture let's allow scripture to answer scripture that's the best way to understand scripture is scripture answering scripture my bible tells me that no scripture everybody say no scripture is given for private interpretation. It doesn't, mean, it doesn't mean he has an interpretation, he has one, he has... That's not what it's talking about. It does not mean that you can take Acts 2.38 and make a doctrine out of it. Acts 2.38 says repent and be baptized every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of your sins and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. You should be able to convert somebody without using Acts 2.38. Luke 13 says, repent or perish. Mark 16 says, be baptized or be damned. 1 Corinthians says, without the Holy Ghost, you're none of His. Right there, you have repentance, water, baptism, and infilling the Holy Ghost without ever touching Acts 2.38. Someone shout amen. So we need to let Scripture answer Scripture. How many times have I heard? Well, let me give you a personal illustration. God don't need you to give an illustration. His word is forever settled in heaven. But let's do some discovery of this pearl form with a verb in the singular. Isaiah 43 and 10 says, Before me there was no God No God, no God formed, neither shall there be after me. So in the beginning, me, and in the beginning, after me, there's no God. Isaiah 44 and 6, thus saith the Lord, the King of Israel, His Redeemer, the Lord of hosts. I am the first, I am the last, and beside me. We are created in his image. Can you shout amen? amen? We have a beside me. I'm Trying to see if there's anything out there beside me. There's nothing beside me. Yeah, way on out there, there's a monitor that some man made. And thank God he did. But God said that beside me there is no God. Verse 8. Fear ye not, neither be afraid. Have I not told you from that time? What time? The beginning. And have declared it since the beginning. You are my witnesses. Is there a God? Come on, look. Is there a God beside me? Yeah. There is no God. I know not any. You see, God is omniscient, which means He's all-knowing. It doesn't mean He knows everything. It means He's all-knowing. Somebody said, that's semantics. No, you're crazy. We know stuff. But we're not all-knowing. Now, some of us act like know-it-alls, but God is not a know-it-all. He is an all-knowing, meaning all knowledge, all knowledge is in him and from him and by him. So since he's all-knowing, and he said, beside me there is no God, and he said, I know not any, if there was a God beside him, you would think that he would know it for sure. Would you not? Everybody say, aye, aye. Verse 6 of Isaiah 45 says, That they may know from the rising of the sun and from the west that there's none beside me. I am the Lord, there is none else. In this one Elohim are all the powers of eternity and time, and infinity, and anything else you want to say. You can be seated. Have you ever pondered, if he's bigger than all our problems, have you ever pondered the size of God? i got my hand up. I I still do it. There's nothing wrong with that. How big is God? Really, all we have is in the beginning, God. You see, we're so limited because February 18, 1956 was my physical, earthly beginning. But one of the writers said, he knew me in the womb. So in the beginning, before my beginning, his beginning of me was, he saw me afar off. He saw me before my dad and my mom saw me. September the 30th, 1973 was my spiritual beginning. Everything about me has a physical earthly beginning. Even my spiritual beginning happened here on earth. But with God, that is not so. You can't, you can't, you you can't. But let's try to measure God. Let's give it a shot. If he is bigger than all our problems, boy, I wish I could get you to turn on your brain and believe what I'm saying to you. How big is he? So if your pastor's your problem, he's bigger than that. If your pastor's wife is your problem, (laughs) he's bigger than that. Believe it or not, he's even bigger than I am. Move on, Willie, before you get sarcastic. The oppressor is broken. Time out. So why did you bring him with you tonight? You see, there really is no way of measuring how big God is or is God. Romans 11, Oh, the depth of the riches, both of the wisdom and knowledge of God. How unsearchable are his judgments and his ways past finding out his depth. Unsearchable judgments past finding out. Who's known the mind of God? Who's been his counselor? He's first given him and it shall not be recognized to him again. For of him and through him and to him are all things to whom be glory forever. Amen. Perhaps, perhaps we could, we could uh, do a small glimpse into the immensity of our God. Perhaps a way to would be just a small way. Very, very, very tiny small way, to measure something that is somewhat measurable. Have you ever pondered the size of the universe that he has created, just this one universe that you and I live in? Let's, let's start at this point, Isaiah 66 and 1. Thus saith the Lord, the heaven is my throne and the earth is my footstool. Isaiah 40 and 12 says, who hath measured the waters? I'm I'm preaching about He's bigger than all of our problems. Here's what we do with our problems. We take our problem out and we bring it to the Lord. Remember the old song, take your burdens to the Lord and leave them there. And so we got our problem. Everybody got a problem. I wish I had an object lesson for everybody. You have your problem. And so you bring it. Some of y'all just brought it up here a while ago. And you bring it to the Lord, but we don't leave it there because he's not quite big enough to take care of it. So we pray and we dance and we huck and buck and say, yeah, I believe it. Preacher, preacher, he's bigger than all my problems. And at the end of the service, we pick our problem up and sneak it out with us. Thank God you don't get close to the offering pan. Take some of that with you. Have you ever brought a problem to the Lord? And whether it got answered right then or not, you just left it there. But you know what we do? We go out of there talking about it to everybody else in the church to listen to us. Or we'll go out of there gossiping about one of the other saints has been giving us grief or problem. When we know we're supposed to forgive them and forget about it and just move on. But preacher, I can forgive, but I can't forget. Well, you haven't forgiven. Okay, I I just went to meddling right there. Tell me to stop it, would you? No, don't get in that Somebody say, leave it there. Say, leave it there. Say, leave it there. Slap your neighbor or touch your neighbor and say, leave it there. Say, he's bigger than all your problems. Say, he's bigger than all my problems. Switch on your brain. Convince yourself. You're letting the world convince you. that You're letting the devil convince you. You're letting politics convince you. Economics convince you. Hey, God's economics are not based on this world's economics. This whole thing can go bust. I'm going to shock some of you. We're going to be all right, baby. We're going to keep doing good because we are God's children. And I was young. And now I'm old. And I've never seen the righteous forsaken. Somebody shout amen. Watch this. Isaiah 14, 12. Who has measured the waters... Everybody take one hand and hold it out in front of you like that. Just measure the waters in the hollow. Kind of curl your fingers in the hollow of his hand. Don't look at me, look at your hand. Look, not, not, not try to imagine God's hand. One way to help you remember and to get your brain switched on is the old song He's got the whole world. In his hands, he got the whole wide world in his hands. He got the mamas and the papas. I'm not talking about the rock group either. He's talking about dads and moms. See, you got your brain on. You thought. That's why you laughed. The ones that didn't laugh, they don't even know who I just talked about. And thank God they don't. <laughs> And he meted out. Span. I, I can't get my brain around this, Pastor. Just sorry. He comprehended the dust. The only comprehension you sisters get of it is it sure is dusty in here. We'll dust it. But while you're destined, he counts it all. Records it, puts it in. Yeah. Are you on yet? I can tell. I'm blown away. And he weighed the mountains in scales. Mount Ararat. Mount Hood. Mount St. Helen. Ooh, she's a little bit lighter. She just belched. <laughs> Mount Everest. Ooh, she's really weighted down. There must be a bunch of hikers up there today. I'm going to send the amulets. <laughs> Get some of them off my mountain. And he measures the hills in a balance. You remember what a balance, an old balance, How big is your God? Is he so big you're going to pick your problem up tonight when you leave here? And take it home with you? How crazy can you be? He said, cast it all on me. Because I care for you. But we don't believe he cares for us. I said, we don't believe he cares for us. We want to. I got a bunch of reasons sitting on the platform, a bunch of reasons on the keyboard, on the drums, a bunch of reasons in the sound movement. Of, I got a bunch of reasons in the world to not really believe. You, really can. you see, men of science reveal that our galaxy contains more than 100 billion stars. That's a one in 11 zeros. Our sun is 150 trillion miles from the center. 150 trillion miles from the center of our galaxy. Hmm. That's a 15 and 10 zeros. Our galaxy, everybody say, my galaxy. Your little world is only one of, this galaxy is only one of a small cluster of 19 galaxies just like it. The nearest one of which is 30 million light years from us. That's 150 million trillion miles. That's a 15 and 14 zeros. He's bigger than all our problems. Hang on. I'll tell you how big he is in just a minute. Research scientists, by using powerful telescopes, have, have made reasonable, sure, reasonably sure that there are more than a billion galaxies like ours in our universe. That's not counting the other universes that they have discovered. And they discover more of these galaxies. The size of these galaxies are, are very, very, very much quite small compared to the space that exists between the galaxies. When you look out the sky at night, all you can see is just one galaxy. And you can't even see all of that. You're only seeing a small part of that one galaxy. There's something like 19 or 30 million light years between the galaxies. Show you a little bit of how big God is. He fills all that. As well as fills all the space in all the galaxies. And you're worried about a headache? or you are worried about diabetes? brother i'm just going to deal with mine till he comes and takes care of it or till he comes either way he's going to take care of it i made up my mind years ago it's not going to you're in my way i'm preaching to him back there step off to the side God, you're taking up airtime man go no, get back up don't go backsliding on me hey i made up my mind diabetes is not going to have me i have it When you get your brain turned on, you'll get that. You can be seated. Consider this. Consider with me now. Well, let, let me let me say this. I was going to say this a while I go over. me. This be a good place to plug in this ad for God. Commercial break. Here's this God, this plural majesties. Here's the creator of everything. Do so I get an agreement right there? Everybody say aye aye. All in favor, vote. Say yes, Lord. He created everything, which means he created all the space. And we're not talking about one little bitty dinky galaxy among beaucoup of galaxies. And the space between them are bigger than the galaxies themselves. He created all that. But yet, think about this. This is how big he is. He created it all, but he inhabits all of it. But if He's God, and the Bible says He is, and the Bible says in the beginning, then that tells me that He created it all. He feels it all. I know you won't get your mind around this. That's okay, but if you turn it on, you'll you'll, you'll get wowed. He holds it all in His hand. Dying. And you're worried about leukemia or cancer. Oh, I understand the worries. I've had a heart attack. I've had arteries blocked. I've had eye surgery. I've had all that crazy stuff. But I've also had him heal me miraculously of some things that there's no way the doctor could figure out what happened and what went on. He's also kept me in times of death-defying acts that the devil tried to perpetrate on me. Come on, brothers and sisters. We're serving God. Our God's arm is not short that he cannot save. His ear is not deaf that he cannot hear. His eye is not blind. And he is touched with the feeling of our infirmities. He not only knows them, he feels them. Turn your neighbor and say, He's bigger than all my problems. I don't know about yours. <laughs> Consider we've been considering the size of this. Let's consider the speed of light. Light travels at one hundred eighty-six thousand two hundred eighty-two miles per second. That's six hundred seventy million miles per hour. Whoo! I'd like to drive that car. Here it goes. That's how fast. Airplanes travel about five hundred miles an hour if you took this 500 mile speed, it would take us 21 years to reach the sun which is only in the center of our galaxy. You're only halfway across when you get there. 21 years. At 186,000 miles per second. 670 million miles per hour. And you're worried about something going on in our world? Or in your life? <laughs> If we took this 500-mile speed, it would take us approximately or about 21 years to reach the sun, which is just one of billions of galaxies. If you prefer to drive it, it would take you 200 years to get there. It takes light about 8 minutes and 20 seconds to reach us from our sun at 186,000 miles per second, 670 million miles per hour. My God, it's pretty big. I don't know about your God. Yours may be sitting on a dashboard. Or it may be a fat little pudgy guy sitting in your front yard. Or some talking head that's giving you all the information you need to know to ever live. About economics or about politics or about lifestyle. I, I, I'm, I'm a firm believer. I have a strong conviction that let God be true. And every man a liar. The estimated, listen to this one. This is cool. I love this one. The estimated number of stars in these galaxies is close to 100 quintillion. That's one in 32 zeros. The candle power of one of the galaxies, just one of the galaxies, is equal to that of 400 million of our suns. If we lost just a few ticks of a second, of the rotation of our earth, we'd fry. If it speeds up just a couple ticks, we'll all freeze to death. So while you're worried about global warming, you gotta stay focused on global cooling. I am convinced something's gonna get us. And what I want to get me is this great, big, wonderful God changing this mortal to immortality This corruptible to incorruption. I'm not worried about dying. I'm not worried about death. I'm not worried about this, that, and the other that I can't do anything about. If you worry about it and it happens, so what? If you worry about it it don't happen, so what? So don't worry about it. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and don't lean to your own understanding. Astronomers... Claim that there are forty-six trillion stars, which are sons to other planets. That's a four and twenty-two zeros. But wouldn't you like to have that kind of money? Listen to Psalms one forty-seven to four. He says, "He, God, everybody say God, say Elohim, say plural majesties." He telleth. Listen to this. He telleth the number of the stars. He's got them numbered. For crying out loud. And I'm worried about infantigo, whatever that is. I heard it said one time. Or Lyme's disease. He do not only have them numbered, Pastor, he calleth them all by their names. They say the Eastern Shepherds. I don't, I don't know if they still do Yeah, I think they still do. That they name. They number their sheep, but they also name them. How do I know they number them? The Bible tells us He does. The shepherd puts the ninety and nine safe in the flow and he goes looking for the one. He knows one's a-missing. George, Joe, Thomas, Bartholomew, Matthew. And the shepherd comes when it's time to lead the sheep out. He goes and he sees the porter, the pastor, and he calleth his sheep by name. And, And sometimes there's five flock in one fold. But he said, the sheep know my voice, and another will they not follow. And so when us five shepherds stand here and we begin to call a name, I would imagine he's got a Joe in his crowd. He's probably got a Sam in his crowd. He's probably got a Greg in his crowd. And you know, and so, hey, Greg! And you start rattling off the names. Those sheep know his voice, and they don't follow these other guys, even though they might have the same names that I've got. Right. Right. So he numbers the stars. I would say he numbers the stars. Saying he's got them named. He was naming them long before the horoscopologists were. And you're worried about what that growth is behind your left ear? Or in between your great toe and your second toe? On your left or right foot? Now that you can't remember, now that you're sitting here listening to all this garbage. They say that there's 500,000 words in the unabridged Webster Dictionary. He says, "If we if we had the names of all the stars, which God has named, it would take eighty quadrillion—that's eight and sixteen zeros—such books this size, just everybody say just to contain the names. No definition, no description, colors, size, just the name. <sighs> Copacelli, cool, huh? Well, your brain's on, isn't it?" <laughs> And, and and we're worried about it. And to think, he's got the hairs of your head numbered. He said, and "You're you're 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 a fret about tomorrow." He said, "Don't worry about tomorrow. Evil is the sufficient thereof of tomorrow. Just just come on, live for me. Trust in me. Depend on me." The grass grows. It doesn't worry about growing. It doesn't worry about being clothed, the lilies of the field. Solomon and all, his grandeur was not arrayed like one of these. And you're worried about what you're going to wear tomorrow? Oh, let's praise him right now. It's time for a praise break right now. (sighs) If you heard all that, would you just kind of wave a hand or two at me? Let me kind of know you're still out there and you're not comatose. Watch this. All this little bitty stuff that I just named, as massive as it is. Isaiah declares that God measured this vast universe from his thumb to his pinky. getting this? If you're getting this, would you stand to your feet and take one index finger and point it at your brain say, I got this. Don't say it to me. Say it to him. Look. Hold it there. Say, God, I, I, I got this. Say, God, this is getting a hold of me. Woo! you can be seated. You see, God is bigger than all our problems. All of them put together. And God is well able to take care of it all. Now unto him that's able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we can ask or think. The problem is we're asking, but we don't think. And the people that are supposed to be the intelligent ones, they're thinking. But they're thinking wrong thoughts and they're not asking him anything. Listen, Isaiah 45 and 5. I I want to remind you, I am the Lord. There is none else. There is no God beside me. I girded thee, though thou hast not known me, that thou... That they may know from the rising of the sun and from the west that there is none beside me. I am the Lord. There is none else. I form the light. I create darkness. Listen to this. I make peace and I create evil. I know where evil came from. God created it. Now, that's what the Bible says. And and, and you can believe the Bible most of the time. Then why don't we believe it all the time? That sounds like a wisecrack, doesn't it? But I'm, I'm telling you the truth. We don't believe the Bible. If we believe the Bible, we'd have a lot better everything and a lot less a bunch of the other junk that we have going on in our lives and in our and in our families and in our churches. Come on, God cares for us. He didn't give us the Holy Ghost so we could go woo 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 and go to heaven. No, no, he gave us his spirit. Folks, we have the spirit of Almighty God who is bigger than all of our problems. And he told Paul, My grace is sufficient for you. Job 22 and 14. I love this one. God walketh in the circuit of heaven. All that stuff we just, we just described to you with all those zeros. All the space that's out there. Think about this. We've just spoken to you about. God is walking. He's taking a stroll through this great expanse that really cannot be measured, that really he's holding in his hand, but he's walking through it too at the same time. And guess what, Doc? He's doing it all by himself. He doesn't need a crew cut boy called the second person of the Trinity. He doesn't need a little dove fluttering around his little wings. When God got ready to do it, he did it. He didn't ask his mama or his daddy because he doesn't have a mama. He doesn't have a daddy. He doesn't even have a beginning. He doesn't have an ending. But he is the beginning. And he is the ending. And he's everything in between. Well, oh, clap your hands to him, would you? I, I, I'm getting, I'm getting close to a close. <laughs> At times, I'm going to use the word "our," not yours. Our, I'm a part of our. Our problems, our situations, our circumstances seem bigger than even our God. Would you hand me that, that pen? then I'm, I'm not going to leave my pen there. That's not my problem. I'm taking it with me, I paid money for that. Well, you probably bought it for me. So I don't. Good time. Prayer request services, our prayer lines, nothing more than infomercials. Oh, so the pastor's feeling ill tonight. And we no more pray a prayer of faith that he won't feel ill tonight, right now. Please, I'm not picking on us. I'm just telling how we are as human beings. We get our problem. We can't see God. It wouldn't matter how big he is. That's how we look at it. But the Bible says, oh, magnify the Lord with me. You know how to magnify the Lord. Praise him. Worship him. Sing a song. Sing a psalm. do Make melody in your heart with a spiritual song. Shout. Dance before the Lord. Clap your hands. Sometimes they get, you see, they seem to get bigger. At least we think and act it that way. But, 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 but see, hear me, hear me. But God is bigger than your past. Why are you still wrestling with your past? On the count of three, I want you to stand to your feet. And to the best of your memory, I want you to speak how long you've had the baptism of the Holy Ghost. Are you ready? Give me a second to think about it. One, two, three. 47 years! Bigger my path. And the book says, surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. And I'll dwell in the house of the Lord. It's kind of like those of you that read westerns or you read other kind of stories. And, and, the, and the, the, the good man, he's being pursued by mean people. And, and, and the devil's our pursuer. He's our oppressor. He's trying to hunt me down. But the Bible says goodness and mercy comes along behind me and wipes out my dirty, roachy, sinful, evil, wicked past. He wipes out the trail so the devil can't find me. He's bigger than our present. Whatever situation you're going through around, whatever problem you're going through around, whatever confusion, whatever questions you got, He's bigger than all of that. He's bigger than your future. He's bigger than your depression. He's bigger than your oppression. He's bigger than your possession. He's bigger than our sicknesses. He's bigger than our ailments. He's bigger than our infirmities, be they spiritual or physical. He's bigger than our pain. He's bigger than our grief. He's bigger than our loneliness. He's bigger than our scars. He's bigger than our hate and our anger. He's bigger than our doubt and our unbelief and our fear. He's bigger than my shame and your shame. He's bigger than our self-harm. He's bigger than our family dysfunctionalism. He's bigger than your eating disorder. Well, I'm just a glandular case. Somebody just runs a flag of offense oh, right there. You just got offended because I said, that. well, watch this. You cut out the gluttony and you'll find out how big God is. He's bigger than your joblessness. He's bigger than your anxiety. Don't tell God how big your storm is. Tell your storm how big your God is. At my lowest, God is my hope. At my darkest, God is my light. At my weakest, God is my strength. And at my saddest moment, God is my comfort. Would you clap your hands to this great, big, wonderful God who loves every one of us. Done so much for all of us. He's bigger than all our problems. He's bigger than all our fears. God is bigger than anything. Everything. Any mountain that I can see or can't see. You can be seated for just a moment. Here's some encouragement tonight. Hear it. He that hath an ear, let him hear what the Spirit's saying to this church tonight. Our state, everybody say my state, my condition, my everything, was foreseen. Remember, the Bible says in the beginning, which means he saw everything that was and even that was not before it was. Our state was foreseen. Before men fell in the garden, the lamb was already slain before the beginning. The Bible also tells me that this kingdom was created before the beginning. Oh, man fell, just disappointed God. Are you kidding? God can't be disappointed. He can't be discouraged. I just can't believe my people. And it was provided for from the beginning. Whatever you're in right now. He made a way out. and He made a provision. Our right to trust God's promises depends not on anything in us. But it's a part of His original plan in the beginning. The Creator, hear me tonight, the Creator's call to every saint of God, the Creator's call to every sinner, and and His trying to to revive and bring back the backslider, is in full agreement with what was ordained in the beginning. Just because He stopped creating physical worlds like we're in right this moment, didn't mean that He stopped creating. Revelation 22 and 17 says, Whosoever will, let him take of the water of life. We make that a one-time experience. It's not a one-time experience. You can keep going back to the well of grace and drawing out joys. With joy, the salvation waters and drinking them deep. <laughs> Whosoever will, only but echoes the word God, which called the universe into, begin, be, being, into being in the beginning. With a God this immense... We've got to believe this. I've met too many churches that don't believe it. I'm not, I'm, and I'm lumping them all as, as one big group. I know it's not everybody in the congregation. But, but, but we have to believe that he can create or he can recreate any spirit, any soul, and any body. He can take the most mutilated body and make it marvelously because we're all fearfully and wonderfully made. And the psalmist said, remember that I am dust, and to dust shall I return. If God can create all this, what little bit we've talked about tonight, who am I and who are we and why should we ever question whether he can heal tonight or perform the miraculous tonight? Who are we to limit this holy one? from saving to the uttermost spiritual regions of lost despair. I'm closing. I'm going to present to you a problematic dilemma. Maybe you've considered it before. Maybe you haven't. But I'm going to show you how big God is. In Luke chapter number one, you can be seated just a moment. The Bible says in the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent from God into the city of Galilee named Nazareth to a virgin, ever say a virgin, that was espoused to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David. The virgin's name was Mary. Historians, Bible historians, believe Mary was anywhere between 14 years of age and 19 years. Now, we don't do that this day. At least it shouldn't be. It's not good wisdom. And angel said to her, Hail! Thou did art highly favored with the Lord, the Lord is with you. Blessed art thou among women. And when Mary saw him, she was troubled, as say. She cast her mind. What kind of salutation is this? The angel said her, Fear not, Mary, for you found favor with God. Behold, thou shalt conceive in thy womb. Now, now, now the plot takes on a whole different complexion. And size, and quick. You're gonna bring forth a son. You're gonna conceive. have to start just yet. Hold on, just a second. You're gonna conceive. You're gonna bring forth a son. You don't have to get a baby book. Find out what name you're gonna call him, Jesus. He shall be great, son of the highest. The Lord's given him the throne of his father David, and he shall reign. Over the house of Jacob forever, and of his kingdom there shall be no end. Then Mary said to the angel, doo, doo. "I got some problem. I have a dilemma. I have a situation. I got me a circumstance a going on." how shall this be baby conceived a baby born okay the name's is easy one show me what that is these first two what? Well, you know you know come on come on out with that one seeing I know no man she definitely had a problem would you say a man do you have that kind of a problem And and, and we have the Christmas version, the December 25th version. Joseph, sugar, we're going to have a baby. What do you mean, we, Mary? You two-time and hussy? You saying you're with child? This, this angel. Oh, oh, an angel. Kissing an angel good morning. Yeah, yeah, an angel. angel yeah, right. Right. And he, and he said, What to you? Yeah, 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 yeah. It, it, it takes a little different complexion, doesn't it? Joseph was going to put her away, he was going to divorce her. You see, engagements for a spouse have meant a whole lot more than it does today. It was a legitimate vow even before you got married. Now, you didn't act married before you got married, but you acted in the spirit of marriage before you got married. And now she's telling Joseph, I'm going to have a baby. Joseph, be happy with me. Silly woman. Oh, Mary, let me answer that question for you. The Holy Ghost is going to come upon you. See, now here's what we got in our mind. Well, that's a different Holy Ghost than the one that I got. Come on. There's only one Spirit. There's only one. Everybody say, There's only one. one. Everybody say with me the Holy Ghost that overshadowed Mary is the same Holy Ghost, I got, right same Holy Ghost I got inside of me right now. And if it can solve her dilemma, then it can solve any dilemma you got. It can resolve any unresolvable situation. Yes. It, it can make any unbelievable story believable. It can make the impossible possible. It can make the improbable probable. Yes. Yes. Amen. Because she said, verse 37, For with God, Mary, nothing shall be impossible. Amen. Even greater revival is possible than you have ever dreamed about than you've ever asked for in Huntington, Indiana. But you've got to turn your brain on. Your brain should not be running your mind. Your mind should be running your brain. And scientists have proved, Romans chapter 12 and verse 2, that you can renew your mind. They used to then think you could renew your mind. Uh, and I don't know if i all the fancy terms, uh, but, but it's there. It's in the science process uh, that you can renew your mind you can renew your brain by renewing your mind they are proving it they are proving it over and over and over and over and I, I have a book in my office and I've read part of it it can be a dry read but it says how believing in God changes your brain. And it's a psychologist, a licensed psychologist, that teaches somewhere up in Pennsylvania. And it's a medical doctor from North Carolina. You need healing? Anybody here need healing tonight? Anybody anybody here feel like God will heal you tonight? You really believe that? My God is more than big enough. Yes. And your God is more than big enough. And your God's not smaller than my God, and my God's not smaller than your God. And your God's not bigger than my God, and my God's not bigger than your God. God is God, and so let's let God be God. Let's, be, let's let God be to us who God already is to himself. Yes. 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 <laughs> God, don't ever come to Christian Life Tabernacle and think, Oh, my goodness, I don't know if I can do what they're asking or not. Oh, oh. Gabriel, go fetch my, my magic potion. i I got to see if i got any of that stuff in there so I can go down there and work some magic for these people. They're, they're, they want me to do something tonight. Come on. How bad do you want God Come to on. do something? On. A one-minute prayer? A 10-minute prayer? Come on. A one little do-a-diddy-diddy-hey-hey? Hey. You can take a one-hour prayer and say it in one minute. But the proof will be if God answers. Most of us take one minute prayers and we repeat it 60 times. We call it an hour of prayer. We never switch on our brain. We never get to praising him. We never get to magnifying him. Oh, God, I got this going on and God, I got. This and this over here has got me going on. I mean, yeah, whatever I'm saying, God. And, and, and we, never, we never get our brain on track. We never get our thoughts glued into Him. The Bible says to bring into captivity every thought. Right. Every thought. Good thought or a bad thought? Right. It doesn't say good thoughts. It doesn't say bad thoughts. It says every thought. Everybody shout every thought. I every thought. wonder what would happen in this room in the next 30 minutes. It everyone in here, your mind totally, totally got off of me. Got off of my words. And it got on God. You see, that's what I'm preaching for. I'm not preaching because I want you to think I'm a good preacher. I know I'm not a good preacher, so don't tell me I am or I'm not. I know what I am. and it doesn't scare me. I'm just here for effect, His effect, not mine. Would you stand with me? you to sing Need a miracle? More than likely, or now I'm going to really middle. If you're not giving God His tithe and paying offerings, and you're His child, you're probably not going to get a miracle. Financially, God can do anything in your finances you need Him to do. I don't forget the man. I just told this other night in, in, in the church, at home, man came to me and he said. This has been many years ago, 20 years ago. He said, Brother Will, he never did live for God. Brother Willbanks, he came to church. He said, Brother Wilbanks, he said, I need you to help me pray. He said, I just lost $6,000 out of my truck, cash. Just, I don't know where it went. Just fell out, I guess. He said, and I was going to pay the church $600 ties for that. In my brain, I thought if you'd have paid the $600 ties, you probably would have never lost the other 5400 bucks. But, you know, I'm a mean guy. I... I no, no. Brothers and sisters, you've got to believe that God is bigger than everything. We have shriveled him up. Hear me. We have shriveled him up and crammed him inside of a Bible. And that's where we leave him with his comprehensible dust all over its cover. You need salvation? God's more than big enough to save you and me. How big is your God? Sister, you want to you be healed tonight? Or whatever it was you need? You, you want to come down? Somebody say in Jesus' name. Come on, lift your hands and praise him right now. Don't watch the show. Watch him. Get your Hold on. Keep going. Keep praising. Stay right here. No, 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 you win. Come on, let's praise Him. Let's praise Him. Let's praise Him.